Lamping here, PHRA's Executive Director. Welcome to P4, People, Purpose, Passion, Pittsburgh. P4 is brought to you by our members and sponsors, Latitude and the University of Pittsburgh Executive MBA Programs and Center for Executive Education. We appreciate their support and we will hear from them throughout the podcast, beginning with the University of Pittsburgh Executive MBA Programs and Center for Executive Education. Especially in times of uncertainty and challenge, America needs exceptional leaders to guide our healthcare institutions. The highly ranked executive MBA in healthcare at the Joseph M. Katz Graduate School of Business at the University of Pittsburgh is designed to empower and enable leaders to think critically, make informed decisions, and inspire confidence. Forge your path into healthcare innovation by visiting business.pit.edu slash EMBA healthcare. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Dylan Jenkins. Uh, it is a pleasure of mine uh, for those of you that are joining us today uh, for our P4 segment, People, Purpose, Passion, uh, for the PHRA Board uh, of Director Spotlights. Uh, for those of you who do not know me, uh, I did have the pleasure of getting uh, interviewed. So sitting in the seats of both Diane and Ashley, our uh, guests today, uh, and I was interviewed uh, for the first uh, segment of this by the lovely Corey Amos. So uh, if you do want to go back and watch that, I, I strongly urge you to. Um, but uh, for those of us that are tuning in today, uh, I act on the LPD committee as the committee chair. Uh, so it's been my pleasure to be integrated in working with uh, not only Liz, but the whole executive team uh, at the PHRA. Uh, and we had a very strong push for our members to get to know uh, our board of directors uh, even further uh, so that when they see them at the annual conference or uh, the compliance conference to approach us um, and say hello. Um, so without further ado, welcome to the program, Diane uh, and Ashley. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I sent you guys a list of questions prior to uh, us hopping on here. So we're gonna mm -hmm. stick to that today. Uh, and the first one's gonna be, tell us a little bit about yourselves, You know who you are, uh, and I'll give you maybe a 30 second uh, time to to give us your elevator pitch, if you will. And so Diane, we'll start with you. Okay, I'll go ahead and jump on in. Hi everybody, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, very happy to have the PHRA board spotlighted, um, especially because I know how much everyone puts into this and what hard work goes into making such an excellent organization. Um, Ashley and I are both on the executive committee, but my mm -hmm. name is Diane Hauser. Uh, I'm the proud mom of four. I live in Swickley. I feel like I've been in HR forever. Um, and I'm an extremely proud board member. I'm the chair of the membership and college relation committee um, and um, on the executive team. All right. Thanks, Diane. Um, I'm Ashley Sager. Um, I am uh, part of the executive committee as well. I'm currently the president-elect. Um, I've also been the secretary in the past, as well as the networking committee chair. Um, I'm also an active member of the certification committee. So perhaps I've taught you one of the modules if you were in the prep class. Um, I'm a part of signature events. And I recently joined Diane's committee. Um, and I'm part of the membership and college relations committee. Um, a little bit about me. I live in the North Hills. And I have two kids. Uh, my son will be eight in March and my daughter will be three in March. And I am a sports mama. My son plays club soccer for the Riverhounds. He also plays club baseball for Steel City Select. Um, and my daughter does gymnastics. So I'm always on the go with my kids. I really, really love it when I'm not cheering them on. 
Um, I really like to organize spaces in my house. I've recently picked up reading instead of endlessly scrolling on social media. And I really like to go to concerts. So that's a little bit about me. I love that. I love that. Well, both, uh, thank you so much for, for sharing those things. Uh, actually, I'm going to stick with you for a moment here because I've sure. recently uh, gotten into uh, organizing specific spaces in, in my house as well uh, versus endlessly scrolling. So uh, yesterday, yeah, my wife and I were at Lowe's uh, trying to get new flooring for our kitchen. Uh, we're trying to give that area of our house a facelift. So uh, we'd love to connect with you maybe after the call here to hear yeah. what kind of projects you, you, you've taken on at home. Um, sure, I'd love it. I just, so, I just want to jump in. Yeah. I'm on the opposite end of both of you. I'm I'm an empty nester. My, it's just my husband, myself, and a very old cat. We have a, an elderly cat. He's, <laughs> he's about 21 years old. Um, he's wow. a scraggly little thing, but we love him. Yeah. Um, so I'm on the opposite end thinking of downsizing. You know, I've had four kids in this big house. I'm, I don't need all this space anymore. I just have to clean it now. So I'm, 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 it, there's hope at the end of the tunnel. You'll, you'll get there. Don't worry. Someday us, you'll be saying, oh, I wish someone was here making a mess. Yeah, <laughs> like, I wish yeah. all the toys were everywhere. Oh, <laughs> one day they're gone. You blink and they're gone. Oh, they're just I gone. Bet. Yeah, with us coming out of the holiday season, it's so funny. Um, you know, some of my loved ones and I were actually having this exact conversation. Uh, you know, my parents, for example, they're looking to downsize as well. And, uh, you know, my mom told me after, I think it was Thanksgiving, she called me the day after and she's like, yeah, it's just so quiet here. And, you know, uh, you know, Christmas Day, they usually have a big party in uh, Christmas Eve, but, uh, but yeah, they're they're kind of in the similar chapter of life as well, where they're like, yeah, we don't really need this big, you know, four bedroom, five bedroom house anymore. Oh, it, it just means we just have to clean more, and, and that's that's not something we want to do. So, exactly. um, yeah, they they definitely share uh, that that same uh, want or or next step with, with you as well, Diane. Um, but second question here. So, uh, first and foremost, thank you both so much for, you know, on the personal side, sharing a few, uh, facts about you guys. Uh, hopefully that can resonate with our members. Uh, the second one is going to be a little bit more professionally driven. So tell us a little bit about yourselves, uh, from the professional side, uh, things like what your title is, uh, what does your role entail? Uh, how did you end up in the current role? I know some folks, HR, uh, isn't, uh, a path that they started initially, but were kind of thrown in and fell in love with it. Uh, so again, I'll start with Diane, uh, and if you want to start kind of going through uh, those first little, you know, couple questions I had there, uh, sure. I'll give you the floor. Sure, absolutely. Well, I'm on the employee relations side of HR, so you know it tends to be the more specific pieces that are, let's say, difficult. Um, you know, when you're ending the work relationship, when you're dealing with investigations, when you're dealing with, you know, employees that really need your, need your help in a specific way. Um, and it, it can be the tough side. Um, you know, I joke with a colleague of mine who's in recruiting that, you know, kind of she, she's on the, um, you know, she's up in Mount Olympus and I'm down in Haiti sometimes that we're, we're different <laughs> perspectives. Um, but I will say the thing that draws me to employee relations is at the end of the day, I get the chance to help someone who's in a difficult spot. Um, and that's a, a unique piece of, of HR that we really get to be between the employee side and the company side and hopefully bring something positive to, to both. Um, so I really enjoy it. Um, you know, when I was growing up, it was back when there was, it was personnel. It wasn't even HR at that point. It, it yeah. really, our profession has become something very serious and very necessary in the business world. 
So, uh, you know, I never thought when I was growing up, oh, I'd be an HR professional. You know, you didn't you didn't think of it. Now, you know, I have interns who go to school that that, you know, want to be in HR and are actively studying it. And one of uh, the members of our committee, Ashley, you know, Sandy, Sandy Mervosh down mm -hmm. at Boyd Park, you know, she she teaches students daily, you know, how to be in the profession. And a lot of colleges and universities around Pittsburgh, you know, have that focus, um, you know, or a minor in it. So, um, you know. I think HR is just fantastic. I absolutely love it. I love that no two days are the same. Um, I get to help people. Um, you know, I get to be there for maybe when they're having difficult moments um, and give them support and, you know, at the very least, give them the core values um, that I believe in and, you know, the support that I would like someone to give me in that situation. So I love employee relations. I do. I really do. If I if I can interject here, you, you, you mm -hmm. made a very interesting point that I want to unpack, and it's that universities are having such a big push for folks, whether it is um, mm -hmm. you know from the academic side and you know getting their uh, you know undergraduate in or masters in, but also uh, from I'll call them committees or uh, things they can do kind of outside of their. Uh, education. I was actually invited back. Uh, I graduated from Slippery Rock University oh, uh, yeah. State School. Yeah, up in the north there. Uh, they have a Pittsburgh uh, Human Resource Association or SHRM chapter, uh, a student mm -hmm. chapter. And I was asked to come back and speak to those uh, individuals. And it, it, they blew me away, like how um, th th their uh, organization probably composed of maybe eight to 10 people. Um, and speaking with them, uh, I was just amazed. I remember leaving and, and telling a few of them, like, you are so much more ahead of where I was, you know, at your, at your age. And um, mm -hmm. it's so impressive to hear uh, some of the, the roles that you're already doing. Uh, one of them was at a 300 Life company and assisting with uh, payroll and benefits. Love um, it. Yeah, I love and, it. And, and you know, this is somebody that was under uh, 20 years old. Uh, so, love it. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to, that... to pause and, and say how impressed I was. Yeah. Dylan, I love it. That's how we, that's really why I like the the membership and college relations committee that Ashley and I are on is that we get to reach out to students, you know, and bring them into, to the professional organization so they can make connections. They can network. We do mentoring, we do budding, all kinds of things that young members, um, you know, and especially those that, you know, just coming out of college or in college can connect with us and connect with professionals. We want to build the future of our profession. There's no no competition here it's it's open everybody come on in the water's warm come on in <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it so so actually i'm going to kick it over to you then so uh again uh just to kind of reiterate them uh from the professional side tell us what your title is uh what does your role entail uh did you want to be in this role when you were going through school or growing up rather uh educational background all those fun things yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, asking that question. So I actually do not have a human resources degree. I have a degree in advertising. Um, so HR really wasn't in my path. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So I kind of accidentally landed in, in HR. And um, I think it's because I do have a love for people. And I like strategy. I like knowing what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and I just like to in general, make things better. I think that's why I like to organize things around my house. Like I just love process improvement and making things better. Um, so HR has really suited me and I've been doing HR for about 13 years now. Um, I'm currently in a recruitment only role, which I never really pictured myself doing. Um, up until two years ago, I was in like your typical generalist type of track. Um, I was an HR director for a small um, family-owned insurance brokerage firm. Um, 
and then just opportunity call to to look into this recruitment position. And this is one of the benefits of, of the PHRA. So I had reconnected with a former colleague that I had worked in HR with years before. Um, and she uh, is working for UPMC, just like I do now, which I didn't get to, to that part yet. But I said to her, I'm like, Erin, are you hiring HR people? Like, who? Wh what do you hire for? Like, what, what departments? And she's like, I have this recruiter role. It's in physician services. Um, I think you would be really great at it. And she she connected me with uh, the hiring manager and it was all, you know, it was history. So um, it's been going really great for me. Um, so another really great thing about PHRA, you get to network, you get to meet people, you get to reconnect with people, and it might help you down the road in, in your career. So what I do at UPMC is I am a physician recruiter. Um, I specifically recruit primary care physicians. So I, I'm really the sourcing side and using all different, you know, websites and portals to find these candidates and attract them. We also have seven residency programs at UPMC, like locally in Pittsburgh. There are others outside of the city, um, but I also make an effort to connect with the directors and the coordinators there and connect with those residents who are graduating because they're very, very busy. They're looking for jobs and I have jobs. So it's, it's <laughs> a perfect connection. So um, yeah, I, I really, I love HR. I'm excited to be on the recruitment side. I don't know if I'll go back to the employee relations, HR director side, because I'm really enjoying how my particular role it's for fulfilling, but it also fits my busy lifestyle. Um, I'm fortunate I get to work from home three to four days a week, and that's not typical for, you know, someone in HR. So maybe more typical now than it used to be. But um, yeah, I'm just really happy with, with where my path has taken me. So yeah, that's a yeah. little bit about me professionally. Yeah, thank you so much. So um, yeah, my, my primary care physician, uh, I won't say his name, but uh, he's there in Cranberry. Uh, he recently just signed a contract. Why well, shouldn't say recently? Like five years ago, uh, with UPFC. So I'm assuming you were maybe one of the. Individuals it's probably that... one of my practices. If yeah. I had to guess, <laughs> if yeah. I had to guess, I would, I would, I would guess. I uh, maybe offline, I'll guess what it is. Sure. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess their name. Yeah, that would be that would be fun. But um, but yeah, so you're reaching out to independent physicians or practices, family-owned practices, and saying, hey, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you would be interested, but UPMC is looking to bring on, you know, more physicians and, and that's your main role. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do every day, every day. Awesome. 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 So uh, you actually made one closing comment there that I want to get your opinions on. Uh, and that is this hybrid work environment, you know, working from mm -hmm. home, being in HR, uh, you know, typically not the norm. I know for my company, for example, we're in a hybrid program where we go in uh, two days a week. Uh, and then for three days a week, we are working from home. But I understand that uh, the more hands-on personnel and staff that we have, uh, are there every day, like our group's controller or our organization's controller. Uh, his name's Dave. He's there every day, Monday through Friday. Um, so kind of walk me through how that change has impacted both of your organizations or or what you've seen shift in the norm. Uh, you know, I talk to business owners and, and HR professionals all day, so you know, I can weigh in as well, but kind of curious what, what your insights are. Sure, sure. Well, you know, UPMC has about 92,000 employees at this stage, and that number might be smaller than what it really is. That's the last number I know. But, you know, when you have that many employees and we have so many locations and we're trying to provide the best care in the world to everyone that we can, um, space runs short, you know, like there's a space issue um, sometimes. So 
being able to have our employees work from from home, work remotely, um, has helped to to free that up, and it's also allowed for better work life balance for those individuals as well. Um, obviously, if they are uh, positions where they need to examine patients or whatnot, those individuals are likely going to be in in a clinic in the hospital. But anybody who you know maybe isn't you know patient, uh, you know interacting is you know maybe they're on the health plan or something like that where they can you know be on the phone. UPMC, from what I can see, is taking advantage of that. And I know for myself, like I can't imagine going back to five days a week in the office, just getting ready every day and packing my lunch every day and the commute every day. And yeah. I mean, I I can I can do what I need to do from home and, and do it really well. And it it just has really helped me to keep all the balls up in the air or you know, be be able yeah. to to have a, a better quality of life. So I love hybrid. I yeah. love it. And, and Diane, I'm going to get to you because I'd, I'd love your, your input on uh, that question uh, as well. But uh, a follow-up of mine would be, you know, how has that impacted things, um, you know, from a process standpoint? You know, I, I hear a lot of the times employers say we've kind of lost that element of, uh, you know, the water cooler and, and folks uh, feeling this sense of uh, camaraderie or, or team. Um, we, we kind of lost that element. But you know, we've needed to shift uh, to this hybrid work environment because uh, of a retention uh, issue. You know, employees were leaving left and right uh, because we weren't, um, you know, bending or uh, turning into a work environment where it is hybrid. So because of that, we did lose some very tenured individuals and it's been very difficult to, uh, you know, fill those shoes of their more senior, uh, whether they're engineers or architects. But, um, mm -hmm. but Diana, I'm going to kick it over to you and, and kind of tell me a little bit about how, uh, you know, you say COVID uh, has impacted, uh, you know, the work environment for, for you guys and if you guys have gone to a similar hybrid program as well. Sure, absolutely. Well, um, I want you to take you back to your mind in your minds to, to 2019. Um, early 2019, um, you know, I, I went to the chief people officer and I said, we need to look at a remote program. We, we need to think about this. Can we can we work from home? You know, what can we do? So he said, well, take take a you know, take a swing at it. So I actually wrote a, a policy, a remote worker policy. Um, we started moving towards the fall of 2019 and I put out a call to employees. Hey, would you, would anybody like to work at home? Um, we got about 20 people. So we put together a training and we wrote a policy and we had them sign it. We had all these things we put together and we sent out our first cohort. We're keeping tabs on them. Were they, were, were they doing their work? Were, you know, all of the, the, you know, the expectations being met of the role? Yeah, no problem. So we sent out another cohort. Um, and we got to about a third cohort and we couldn't get anybody to do it. We're like, come on, doesn't anybody want to go home? Come on. Um, <laughs> and then we hit uh, early 2020. Here comes COVID. Pulled that policy out, tweaked it a little bit and had to send everybody home. And everyone had to get trained. Everyone had to acknowledge the policy. You know, um, it really was a saving grace to have had that in place beforehand. Uh, so, so, you know, I kind of have a, a sweet spot or a sweet spot of my heart for for remote workers because I I do feel like in today's current economy um, and in current social economy uh, we need that we need a space where we can have you know professionals of any age in any role have the opportunity to work at home to save on the gas to save on childcare although of course we want to make sure employees are doing their work I'm not saying they wouldn't work. 
but you know, if you have middle school kids, once they come through the door, they don't want to talk to you anyway, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, really, really leveraging something that was brought to all of us by force. We had no choice. COVID came, we had to protect our children, our family, our loved ones, leveraging something that was put in place for the employees. And there's a way to do that. Now I'm certain for each company that varies. It may, you know, may work for some and not for others, you know, to know that some physicians actually have the ability to do that, I'm sure is fantastic because mm -hmm. you want your physician to have good work-life balance. So when they get to you, they're giving you their attention. They're giving you the best care. Um, you know, any, anybody who, who is out there working, you hope for that. You want, you want that employee to give their best out into the public. So, you know, I, I'm actually think it's part of the future. I, I don't think we'll ever yeah. get completely back away from it. But I think it's incumbent upon HR professionals to do it and do it well, to make sure there's training, to make sure there's resources, make sure you understand how your employees are working at home and how they're working in the office. Um, Dylan, I would agree with you. I think the water cooler element is not there. But if you have a good manager, if you have someone who really is giving it their extra and they're all, they're going to make that work over Zoom. They're going to make that work over Teams. They're going to keep connections. Um, even if they're not in person. And if that's part of their requirements as a leader, or it's just generally part of their personality, um, that will kind of meet that expectation. It's not exactly, there's nothing like yeah. standing over there with a hot cup of coffee and chatting with someone <laughs> about the ball game or the whatever, yeah. you know, sure. Taylor Swift concert, whatever it is, um, that will never be replaced, but we can still keep connection virtually. We can't, we just have to, to focus on it and make it a priority to connect. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of my groups, um, you know, they've come to me and asked, you know, what, what are some conscious ways or, or efforts that we could start doing to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, start rebuilding that. And some of the things that, you know, surfaced have been uh, virtual uh, coffee sessions, you know, in the morning, whether it's 9 a.m., 10 a.m., um, mm -hmm. you know, before things get too, too busy, uh, have kind of a morning uh, hour where, where you're, you know, kind of having that, um, you know, not professional uh you know, topics, more, more personal topics where you're kind of catching up with one another or a weekly happy hour, uh, you know, with everything, mm -hmm. um, obviously, you know, well and opened up, uh, for the past year or so now, um, having a happy hour to get together. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. So, uh, in closing though, I do want to ask both of you, uh, the last question here, that being, uh, what are some HR trends, uh, that you guys are seeing, because uh, you both are in uh, obviously a, a very similar role, different role uh, with Ashley being in recruiting there, uh, but in two different industries. And, and before uh, I'll kick it to Ashley to answer that first, uh, I do want to say to all of our members out there that if some of the things we've talked about today, if you guys do want further information on how Diane or how Ashley or, or myself how we're currently tackling these things, or or maybe uh, having a priority management board set up, uh, we'd be more than happy to connect with you. I don't want to speak for Diane or Ashley or add anything to, to your, uh, you ladies, your uh, calendars, but if you do want to reach out to me, please don't hesitate. I'd be more yeah. than happy uh, to, to connect with you guys. And if I'm not the correct resource, I can definitely find you the correct resource. Um, but with that being said, Ashley, I'm going to kick it over to you to see what kind of HR trends you're seeing now in your industry. Sure, sure. So, I mean, there's no um, secret that, you know, there are there is a you know shortage of of providers of healthcare professionals, especially after you know the pandemic and everything that the healthcare providers went through. Um, so you know from just from the you know primary care practice side and the things that I'm privy to and hear about in our meetings, 
you know, we're always looking for qualified candidates for especially medical assistance um, for, you know, for nurses. Um, so and I don't recruit that side, but, you know, these are the things that I hear and they make our operations so much better and smoother when we have our offices fully staffed. Um, for, for me specifically, um, just the way uh, that, that physicians go through school these days and kind of how they um, choose their path of, of what they want to do once they're out of, you know, residency. Um, so I recruit primary care, which means I recruit family medicine doctors and internal medicine doctors. And I have really no issue finding family medicine doctors because if you're a family medicine doctor, that's what you're going to do. And that's the path that you're on. Internal medicine, though, those individuals that are internal medicine physicians, they oftentimes go into specialty. They're not going to go into primary care. So there's a pretty big shortage of internal medicine providers in the physician side. Um, and this is everywhere, not just a, a Pittsburgh thing. So just finding and identifying those those providers is a challenge that I have. So that's very specific to, to my industry and, and what yeah. I do. Um, but I know recruitment in general and finding the right talent is a challenge that everybody faces. So um, I'll, I'll kick it over to, to Diane to, to see what she thinks. Um, Ashley, I, there's definitely a shortage of, of employees everywhere. Um, you know, I don't know, I, I feel like COVID came and people were tired and they just haven't come back, um, you know, but each day is a new challenge. You just keep going. As for trends, I'd say there are two things that I think are, are trends really right now and going forward that are going to stay with HR. First, I think is the desire for data. Um, you know, something I've been charged of for a long time now is gathering that data on turnover, um, you know, on uh, performance improvement, on, you know, corrective actions, all of those things, all of the pieces of data that HR is touching across the organization, everything that we hold is a source of data. We really have a lot of information that we can gather, organize, and share with our organization to help them make good decisions for the business and the employees. Um, so I think data is going to continue to be a requirement of HR, reporting out, preparing information, analyzing it, synthesizing it. So it is useful on both sides, employee side and employer side. Second major trend that I have seen and I think will continue is, is mental health in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And I know for HR professionals, we're very aware that SHRM has a whole approach to mental health. Um, but I would say, especially in employee relations, I've, you know, I've seen people in breakdown moments. I've seen them where they are so distressed, they don't even know where their next breath is coming from. And as HR professionals, it's tasked to us to be there and to support them through that. You know, obviously the business is, is our focus, but for any organization that has core values, you're gonna, you're gonna have your HR team prepared and ready to support your employees when they need a hand. You know, when they just need someone to hold their hand and say, it's gonna be okay. You know, we have some resources, we'll help as much as we can, we get it, we understand. So I, th I think those two things are in the future of HR for all of us, and I don't see them changing. In fact, I see them increasing. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, I do as well. Um, and I know that we're we're pretty much at time. But the last comment I'll make um, is that that has been a topic of interest, at least for my field, uh, for I'd say the past year and a half, two years now. 
that being, you know, hey, Dylan, how can we integrate an EAP program, EAP being the acronym for Employee Assistance Program, uh, to better serve uh, our employees if they are going through uh, a financial crisis or, um, you know, any sort of crisis that would lead to uh, them not being, you know, I, I hate to say productive to the workplace, but productive in their own lives, you know, from, from, uh-huh. from, a, from a personal standpoint. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what are some resources we can use? And uh, as you said, you know, for those of us that are listening in that are interested to learn more about the, the SHRM um, uh, resources that we have available, please don't hesitate to reach out. But uh, it has been such a pleasure. To, I feel like I could talk to both of you for uh, the next, you know, three hours uh, <laughs> and we wouldn't run out of things to talk about. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but with that being said, I want to thank both of you again. Uh, and for all of our members that are listening out there, it's been my pleasure. Again, my name is Dylan Jenkins. Uh, I serve on the LPD committee as the committee chair. Uh, if you are interested in getting more involved in either my committee or some of the other committees that both Diane uh, and Ashley serve on, uh, please reach out with that as well. Uh, but I hope you all are healthy, uh, happy, and uh, happy 2024. People do matter. And at the end of the day, we cannot get any work done if we don't have the right people in place. Are your people connected? Latitude is the one-stop shop people connection software platform. Our software workshops and programming facilitate new employee onboarding, manager one-on-ones, stay interviews, mentorship programs, and peer networking to increase retention, engagement, satisfaction, productivity, profitability, and happiness. Imagine a technology that intersects your calendar with LinkedIn, Zoom, Google Docs, and your CRM. Contact Latitude today to schedule a conversation. The PHRA P4 podcast was created to help build HR readers through discussions with thought and business leaders on the most critical success factor of any business, its people. If you enjoy an episode, please help us spread the word by subscribing to the podcast and providing us a rating. We would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode, tag PHRA, and share it with your followers. Until next time, thank you.